You're listening to the Irish Photography Podcast. We're on episode 89, where we are doing a dive show special. I don't know who you are, but welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast. Sit back, relax, and listen about cameras, gear, settings, stories, and all things photography. Join Dermot and Darren on Ireland's Best Photography Podcast. Let's go. And you're very welcome to episode 89 of the Irish Photography Podcast. I'm joined, as always, my right-hand man, my man of the moment, the guy who's been with me all the time, Darren J. Spoonie down in Cork. How you, pal? How you, boy? <laughs> that was some intro. I'm good. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. That's what I like did, to hear, Did man. you uh, take a few Duracell batteries there or something before you came on this? Oh, hang on, hang on. Monster, monster energy. There you go. There you go. Look at him. Yeah. She said, I better sit up straight for this one, man. You're already excited, I think, eh? Oh, I can't wait. This is like, we are in my zone. Now we're on the die show, man. It's like, this is where, like, landscape is your thing. That's your baby. Mm. Don't go me wrong. I kind of venture into that neck of the woods also. But when we get to water, this is my kettle of fish. Excuse the pun. <laughs> you know, so I, I love scuba diving. I love kayaking. I love anything to do with seaside and just water and so yeah today's episode is all about the dive show that's going to be happening in the radisson blue hotel on the 7th and 8th of march in limerick so i'm really excited for that but look we're going to come back to that in a minute uh darren how's your week man any news for me uh no news no how about you um my dive housing my my, my housing is going to be delayed by 10 days oh, no. so i'm a bit how are you getting on with that do you that. need some counseling are you traumatized Delayed gas. I, I, I'm a, I am actually. They, they, they mailed me on Instagram because um, we've been kind of going back and forth, you know. Oh, no way. And they said, uh, you're after ordering two uh, vacuum leak detectors, you know, a, a manual one and an electronic one. And so, fair enough, fair play to them. They're going to refund me for 150 euros. No, that's um, nice. But so it's grand. Um, but I said, look, don't refund me the money. Just send me extra gear or whatever. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> You know, I don't want money back. Just send me good stuff, you know. <laughs> Just make so, it as shiny as possible. I love it. <laughs> there you go. Make it shiny. But the part that the, the vacuum leak detector thing, whatever, uh, it's not in stock. So they have to wait 10 days for it. And it's like, and it's like, but we have this other part that can go in. And it's like, okay, how long are you going to be waiting? 10 days. And I was like, do you know, I was going to say, look, just send it to me now with the other thing. And I was like, do no, don't. Just wait for the good one. Get it done and get it done right. Get it done properly. So yeah, I need a bit of counseling, Darren. It's on the way though. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. I can't wait to get it. Oh, I'd say your heart must have missed the beat when you got the message. Oh, it's, on, it's on the way, it's on the way. It's confirmation. What? The, uh, no, what? I'm not reading this right. No way. What? 10 days? No. Yeah. Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Traumatized. <laughs> I know, right? Because I'm actually, like the podcast is going out on Friday and that's the day it's supposed to arrive here in Ireland. <laughs> no. Mm, no, interesting. Okay, so look, we'll, we'll move on from yeah. that. We'll go to what you are happy about. We will. So we when will. you do we get will. your right. next round of gas delivered, it's going to be about diving. And we're going to talk about, as you say, the dive show. And from my point yeah. of view, of course, yeah, from a photography, I'm above the water, you're below the water and above the water. But I do have an interest in diving, as we've just spoke about before, but I've never gone back in the water ever since I qualified for my paddy. Mm. 
But the dive show now, I think, could be something that maybe it reignites something in me to be able to want to look back under the water again, but with the camera this time. Mm. Who knows? Because you mentioned about the dive show as well in the past. You know, it's not just about under the water. I mean, it's about nature. It's about, you know, ecological issues. And that's something I think which everybody can learn from. So as you said, if you're not even into diving, but you're into the earth and Mother Earth and the oceans and learning more about that, I'd say it could be cool to even go and, look yeah. at the, and listen to the speakers. Well, absolutely. Like to some of the speakers that are going to be on show at this thing, it's just, it's insane. It's, we have a big long list and uh, they, and if you do come diving again, I have a another house in there and a camera, so you don't have to splash out and get gassy. You can just borrow my stuff. Oh, yeah? Or you could buy them off me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're up to. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Darren. Yeah, look, we'll go for one dive. Look, you got the gear here. Look what you're able to do. Imagine if you had that of your own. It's actually up in adverts at the moment. Would you be interested in buying it? <laughs> I'll give you a good discount. <laughs> I'll get you a great deal. You know, it's okay. I, uh, I do recognize the signs of gas. That's why I avoid them. You know what I mean? But you would fall for that one, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah. True story. True story. But look, we're not going to beat around the bush. I actually, we had Mike Ort in. He called into my house during the week and I sat down with Mike and we had a chat about the dive show. And what we're going to do now, guys, we're going to take and jump right over to the interview that I had with Mike and discuss about what's coming up with the dive show from the head honcho himself, Mike Ort from Maryland. And you're very welcome to the Irish Photography Podcast, where we are having a dive show special. And joined with us today in Limerick HQ is Mike Ort. Yay! Who, me? Yes, you, Mike. How are you doing, buddy? I'm not too bad, Jeremy. Thanks very much. Some setup you have here, I must say. Oh, yeah. I, it's like my man cave, man. I'd like, do you know what happens? I come home, I cook the dinner, and then I come in here, and I don't see my family. I kind of lock the door so they can't get in. This is a proper man cave, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the job? Oh, man. I wish I wish I had this setup. This is phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't have to deal with children or nothing. That's great. Mm, no comment. <laughs> Anyway, we digressed, we digressed. So, why are you here? Why am I here? Yeah. Well, I'm your buddy. Yeah, d- d- one of my best dive buddies. Oh, yeah, I don't see you that often anymore. Yeah, no, I've been working hard, so, you know, mm. behind the scenes. Mm. So I stopped by today to maybe talk a little bit about the dive show. Good, good, good. I'm delighted to have you in here. So, the dive show, where is it on? The uh, Radisson Blue Radisson in Limerick. Blue. Right, yeah. okay. March 7th and 8th. Excellent stuff. Yeah, all day long. With the whole hotel booked for the weekend. So is it just about diving or what, what, what is there like? Is, oh. there, is there something for everyone? So it is the only uh, dive show in Ireland. Cool. And it is about diving and snorkeling, everything under the water, really. Okay. So if you're interested in just diving and picking up some new equipment, we have a host of exhibitors. Over 40 exhibitors are going to be at the show, showing their stuff and selling it. Yeah. It's a great place to get a deal uh, on gear. Encourage everybody who's looking at going diving in, in 2020 or taking up the sport, come along for that. But we also have a lot of other reasons to come to the show, I would say. You know, um, the environment, if you're interested in the environment, a lot of Very stuff good. on nature. And a big part of the show, of course, is photography. Yeah. So tremendous amount of photography going to be supported at the show as well cool cool i see and you talk about nature and i shared a thing on our facebook group pages about john murphy and his birds and all that 
I'm really excited to see that because it's something that I want to photograph a bit more. And it, it, people don't realize how hard it is to photograph birds when they're in flight. And this guy is really, really good, man. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen any of his stuff? Uh, I haven't actually. Right. Check him out. John Murphy. He's actually awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know he's, he's, he's coming and, uh, I wrote up kind of the information around mm. his talk, so I'm very much interested in him. I think he's a friend of one of our own members in the club who's a, a lecturer in UL, John Breen, cool. who, if you've ever gotten a, a lecture from John on the underwater world, oh, he's fantastic. He and he's very, a beekeeper as well. So that's right. like it's all in the kind of same vein. So yeah, I saw some of the stuff coming along yeah. for John Murphy. It sounds really interesting. Yeah, it is, it is. And it's funny you mentioned about the bee, the beekeeper, right? He gave me a jar of honey. I was there going, here you go, dear mate. Jar of honey. I was there going, I don't even like honey, but it'd be rude to say uh, no. You're <laughs> in, you're in a, uh, you're in a small group of people. Yeah. They get a jar of honey every oh, year. Oh, my. Yeah, wow. So, so I brought it home anyway, right? And be thankful. Taylor, Taylor loved it. Now yeah. she will not eat any more honey unless it comes from John. Oh, really? Yeah. She hasn't touched honey since we've uh, run out of it. So, uh, it, One of his jars lasts me a year usually, but... This lasted a month. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so, yeah, we need a replenishment of bee. Anyway, getting back to the dive show. Is there just one room or is there going to be multiple rooms where people are going to be talking? No, you know what? We When we were going to go and host the dive show, we looked at all the hotels in Limerick mm -hmm. to, to kind of figure out the best price. But the biggest thing for us was the size. And mm -hmm. uh, we were able to achieve biggest amount of square footage by booking the Radisson. So we are taking advantage of every single room in the hotel. We have True. the entire hotel the whole place. booked out. There's nothing else on while we're there. God help anybody who's booked <laughs> <laughs> booked into the hotel that weekend for anything else. Queer, they'll be walking out the door in masks and snorkels I if they might try yeah, a new sport I, for themselves. I actually can't imagine, but... No, we have the entire space where you would normally book it for a wedding. Yeah. That's just traders. That's, and that spills off into the lobby as well. We have the space in the lobby we're going to use uh, for the photography exhibition we might talk yes. about. Yeah, yeah. And then we have every single room. There's a there's a schedule up on the diveireland.ie website that shows the times that everybody is speaking. So there's a good balance in the schedule as well uh, where... You know, sometimes at a dive show, you have two speakers on in two rooms at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, which one do I go see? Yeah. I have to miss the other one. So this year, I think Martin Kiley, who looked after kind of the scheduling, he's done a superb job of not really trying uh, to overlap different topics. You know? yeah. So there yeah. might be technical diving going on in one room. Uh, there might be photography in another. So there, there may be some overlap. Mm -hmm. But sometimes um, maybe the things you're focusing, like if you just are into the photography, you could spend the day in one room going down yes, each yeah. different speaker on photography. So that's good. One speaker that I'm really excited to go see is Nigel Moiter. And it was a mutual friend of ours that put me in contact with Nigel, uh, Jean Reddington, lovely girl. She works in AIB. And she said, check out Nigel. He's amazing. As I was going, all right, it's just probably some guy with a camera or whatever. But I did. I checked him out. I was like, holy sweet mackerel. This guy's in water with crocodiles and in the middle of, was it Peru or something? I, I don't know. Some are crazy. Yeah, he's I, always somewhere. I mean, I was like, dude, this guy's good. I mean, really good. So he's I can't phenomenal. wait to see what this guy's going to talk about. Yeah. Have you had a dive with Nigel yet? No, no I'd never met mm -hmm. him. I just... Uh, I, I exchange a few words online, but that's about it. So I'm excited to get to actually meet him. So one thing I always say about the diving community in Ireland, it's not so much about diving dive sites. It's yeah. diving with people. You're because right. Because 
the dive sites are always going to be there. George's head is not going anywhere. True. Right. But you might miss a chance to dive with a really excellent diver because yeah. of some various reason they give up the sport or at some point health gets in the way. So I've been lucky enough to dive with Nigel. I don't think too many times, mm-hmm. uh, but I remember that dive. Yeah. If you know what I mean? I'm definitely going to see if I can barter my way into a dive with him. Maybe we could do a three of us going on a dive sometime. It'd be great. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited to see Nigel. And there is a talk about shipwrecks now as well. And I know uh, someone's doing a talk on the Lusitania. That's that's wreck up in Donegal, is it? Yes, Peter McCamley. Now, right. And as part of Project 17. Now, I wouldn't do it justice to explain the amount of information. He has an entire website dedicated to this. That's insane. You know, the technical diving community in Ireland is, you know, it's a small group. But it's, it's strong. It's a strong, small group. And I try and explain that to people sometimes, that some of these people that are coming to the show to speak and things like that, these are unique individuals mm-hmm. in, in this small community that we just call friends or buddies yeah, sure look at barry know. mcgill like the, exactly. the stuff that that guy is producing and he's just like it, it doesn't get to his head or anything like that he's just a normal nice really nice dude and is very willing to give his time to talk to me and and just uh, level with me because i have no idea what it's like at these depths the, the deepest i've ever dove is what 35 meters yeah. if even yeah they're you they're know? they're doing way more crazy things than what you and oh, I are yeah. doing uh, not crazy so much as they're they're practicing their training, yeah, uh, and they have a you know a regimented uh, routine as to how they actually achieve this, and then they take amazing camera equipment down oh, as well and unreal. take these shots that nobody else is ever going to get. Yeah, right. It's pretty amazing to see yeah. what what some of them are doing. Sure, even delights. I put up a post in the CFT group, and I'm going to talk about that in a few minutes as well about lights. And like you and I, well, I was using, I think it's 1,200 lumen lights. I think you've one that's 5,000. This dude is using 33,000 lumen lights. I know, yeah. God knows. I don't I don't even want to know how much one so, of them costs. Yeah, that's why you put up the post and yeah. my first comment was subscribed. Yeah. Because I knew the post would attract some of the leading experts mm-hmm. who are at the cutting edge and know which lights. And some of those people responded there years ago to me yes. and told me, you know, what, everything I need to know about the lights that I bought. Yes. But that was four or five years ago. Technology has advanced so fast. Exactly. Now that things have changed. Or even your light that you have, you're like, this is the light I have. It's very, very good. But they don't make it anymore. You know? Yeah. And, and there's a new model now where they've amalgamated three different lights to make one super torch. I think it's called the Audacious. Could be now. It's Anchor Dive Light anyway. Anchor, yeah, and they have a bunch of different audacious. models. And yes, one of the particular one. Yeah, 159. Uh, yeah, so I'll be going up to Dive and Deck, <clears throat> who, who's going to be uh, bringing some Anchor Dive Lights to the cool, show. And cool, I'm going to cool. take a look and have a chat with him. Yeah. Maybe have a cup of tea and we'll see. Uh, he'll see what he's got. <laughs> so he's, he's, he's definitely worth a visit if you're you're, you're looking down that line. Yeah. Tremendous amount of information. Um, there'll be probably other vendors there selling selling lights as well. But I bought my laughs one off him, so I'm, okay. I might I might do the same again mm-hmm. this year as well. Brilliant. Now coming back to the CFT competition, we have Damien McGurk and Ken O'Sullivan judging it this year. Ken O'Sullivan is almost world renowned now at this stage, especially for his documentary that he did on the Wild Atlantic Way with the whales. And Damien McGurk, an absolute legend and a gent of a human being, such a nice guy and a wealth of photography Who's knowledge. Who's Damien? 
Oh, I, I, I'm not going to... Do you mean Mero TT? I thought that was supposed to be Hush Hush. I don't know. I don't know either. Too bad. <laughs> but it's out there now. But those two dudes are judging it and they're very well respected in our community. You have pictures in the in the, in the competition as well. How do you think you're going to fare out? Oh, no. You're the, the you're champion, aren't you? Shots fired. You're the champion, no? Uh, from last year? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It was a small field. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. You did very, very well, and you had a very strong portfolio panel last year, and I do expect more of the same this year from you. Well, I changed cameras, right? I was okay. on the compact. I was on the RX100. I sweated it until I couldn't do no more you with it. I felt, I felt, although others... More experienced photographers told me, you know, stick with the thing, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I took the leap and I switched to the mirrorless. I went to the, the Sony, similar, yes. you know, similar menu system. You helped me with that decision as well. Yes. You pushed me to not to get the Sony A7. You said go for the two at the uh, time. Yes, correct. Um, and I'm, I'm happy that I did that. I think last year was kind of a maybe a challenging year for me, mm -hmm. trying to learn that, that gear. I kind of feel like I know it now because, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's totally different taking pictures on land with a camera and then sticking into housing mm -hmm. and the buttons move to different places. And then you have all the challenges of diving and all that. So all that throws in there and you're also trying to, to do, you know, task loading or you're, you're doing yeah. different tasks. So like you will sometimes see me this year practicing in my garden with the full housing, there you go. walking around, taking pictures of flowers and things like that. Excellent. It looks insane. And of course in a housing, it's incredibly heavy. Right, yeah, because you don't have the water to kind True. of help float the housing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've done that many a times in my garden. Good feel. I don't put those pictures up, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know any other way to get you know more time. But you're you're dead right. Do you know practice makes perfect, and they say ten thousand hours will make you a, mm. a genius. I don't know if it's a genius, but a professional. I'm guessing. So yeah, just keep practicing. You'll get yeah. there. You'll get there. But you know the two lads, and can you tell me more about them and what they do? Damien and um, uh, who? Ken. Ken, sorry. Yeah. Ken is doing the, the judging. Yeah. I can't too, say too much. Um, mm. Ken has uh, done a lot of, you know, great work himself. Conservation. He's an accomplished photographer. Yeah. Like he, he should be submitting stuff as well. He should actually. And videos, right? Yeah. But uh, luckily he's not <laughs> for us competitors. Uh, so it's always good to see someone like that as a judge. Yeah. Damien is the same, right? He does yeah. some amazing photography in his own right and he also does on one breath photography himself yeah, I tried it and richard dorn do that with snorkeling That's right. and not everybody appreciates that when they're looking at a picture that those guys put up yeah that that not only are they doing it underwater but they're doing it at whatever amount of air they happen to have in their lungs yeah. and they they dive down and they grab a, a foothold and or, or a handhold and then they one arm a shot yeah and it's just unbelievable I tried it in Lanzarote and Pollocols and my biggest problem was, like I said, trying to get a foothold, trying to grab onto something to balance myself and get a stable shot. I enjoyed the challenge and I might even try it again a bit more this summer, but it's, it's so hard. It's ridiculously hard. I've never tried it. I have to admit. Okay. We'll do it this summer in the Pollocols. <laughs> will we? <laughs> we will. We will. Because it, it's shallow there, you know, so it's, yeah. uh, it'll be some bit more. Hey, practice, you know, we'll get there. Now, let's move on to something different. Maya Stankovic. Stankoviski. Sorry. Oh, wow, I think you butchered that. I definitely butchered that. <laughs> sorry, Maya. Just stick with Maya for Maya, now. Everybody knows Maya anyway. Maya, she is, never met the girl, 
but she's a very good photographer. I saw one of her pictures that won last year in Iceland yeah. or Norway or something like that, where it's literally crystal clear water. And I just, at first I'd looked at the image as I go, the divers photoshopped into the image. As I go, well, how did that? And then I was looking close and I was like, oh my God, that that is actually real. It's yeah. that clear. It's just unbelievable. Uh, have you met Maya before? Yeah, I um, I got uh, known Maya a few years. I got to dive with her last year. I have a really fantastic shot with Maya in the pollock holes. There kind you of go. A, a selfie shot with her snorkeling and me diving, and it really came out well. Delighted with that. But what I know about Maya is she has an unbelievable eye mm. for finding nudie branch and Wait. critters, right? No wonder you hang out with her. Oh, man. <laughs> That's why I dove with her. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I arranged it so that when her club was visiting us in, in Kilki, that I would be on hand and available. Yes. And I got lucky to be uh, kind of paired up with her to go on a dive. Excellent. And she started showing me stuff that I was swimming past yes. that I didn't realize had anything on it. So you then know, like the kelp and all that stuff that you showed me. like Yeah, dead man's yeah. fingers, for example. That's a dead man's finger. That's the big orange things oh, yes. that stick out. You never yeah. look at them, right? No. Yeah. And there's stuff on there that you can look for. Really? Yes. And sit down with Maya. She's actually created a PDF book, right? Yes. Which she will willingly share out as well if you're, uh, if you're nice to her. And I'm always in nice that, to everyone. she has a, a beautiful image of the creature and some detail about it and where to find it. And, Excellent. But like a half an hour spent with her before you go on a dive, mm -hmm. you will find more than than you would without doing that unreal unreal let's move on to ivan o'donoghue and ivan is such a nice guy i've met ivan a few times and he is the admin he's the guy who runs the cft photography facebook group and it only like two or three days ago i've offered my help to help him out you know to help him kind of reboost the page give it a bit more lease of life you know and he's doing a great job as it was but you know he was doing it on his own more or less uh so i said look let me help you out there. And whatever. Brian Stone as well. And Brian, sorry, Brian and Brian. But he's, he's more or less, he's run this competition for the last few years for everyone. Like, and first of all, for me, I'd like to say thank you because it's, it's a thankless job. Do you know, he puts in so much hard work behind the scenes and, you know, he does a really, really good job, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of us in the small photography underwater community mm -hmm. are terrified if he was ever to give it up. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's, it's a tremendous amount of organization work yeah. that he is basically doing 365 days a year. Yeah. He's already working on next year. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you very much, Ivan. Really, really do appreciate what you do for our community. Uh, let's move on to uh, Jim Warney. Who's Jim Warney? Jim, right? So Jim is a cave diver. Mm -hmm. um, probably the most famous thing about him is he was involved in that cage that that, cage that, that, sorry <laughs> that cave rescue oh uh, the one in was it thailand or somewhere like that yeah, yeah yeah exactly so everybody knows about that story i he is coming to the show again to to give a a nice talk and i won't say what it's about don't no. <laughs> but i know that last year i didn't get into the room and to be honest even if there, if, if I had kind of targeted getting there in time, it was packed out. Yeah. It was overflowing. Yeah. Uh, I think he actually doubled up and did two sessions last year because they knew that he was going to over, over, uh, overfill the room. Yeah. Uh, I was down in um, the photography room the whole That's time. Right, so yeah. I stayed down there. So he was in the big room last year at the show. This year, I'm going to see if I can make sure that even though I'm 
helping with running of the show that yes. I might be able to sit we'll, in on that session. We'll get I you can. some time off. <laughs> we'll put in for a holiday leave. Uh. But if not, like he's, he's, uh, you know, he is another one of these people that is legendary in the, not just the Irish community, but kind of maybe the global uh, yeah. community. He'd be, he'd be well known. So yeah. Yeah. Fantastic to get to have him come to the show. Uh, is Barry doing a talk? Barry McGill? Yeah. Barry's doing another talk again. He's always excellent, uh, a mix of the technical wreck mm. diving with photography. the underwater photography. Yeah, so yeah. A, a, again, another person whose room will be Jam-packed. filled up. He's really nice to listen to. He's a, just a, a really nice person as well. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. He was the first talker last year uh, in Nina when the dive show was on and the room was packed. Yeah. And we just sat down and he's just someone that you can just... He's very soft-spoken, uh, but then he's a Donegal accent, and I loved it. I loved the Donegal accent, mm. especially when it's a girl, you know. <laughs> but don't worry about it; you don't sound like a girl. But uh, he's very nice to listen to, and his stories are amazing, especially when he's talking about the Lusitania and doing all those deep sea wreck dives. And when he's showing the pictures and they're portraying up in these big projector, it's just. It's mind-boggling, like the fact that himself and Stewie Andrews be going down to what a hundred meter. Uh, Stewie Andrews went to one hundred and sixty-eight meters. There you go. You know, yeah. it's just that's insane. That's mm. what I, I'm not very good at maths. You multiply thirty and or divide thirty into one hundred and sixty-eight. It's Just a lot. Don't even go near it. <laughs> don't go near it. The first time I took you diving, you brought I go the away. brand new camera. Do you remember that dive? Yes, I'll I do. never it's forget. The worst That's another dive one bird in my memory. Ever. And it was the decision oh. about this lad. Now he really can take pictures, and he's so keen to learn diving. How can I say no to him? How can I tell him not to bring the housing? <laughs> Thank God you didn't crack it off a rock. Oh, stop. That was a rough dive, though. It wasn't. It wasn't easy. Yeah, no. It, it wasn't pretty either. No, no. There was nothing to film either. No. I was just there. I just, I just, I was so disappointed in myself and I just, I didn't sulk, but I was just annoyed at myself that I may, I should have just left the camera there. And yeah, but I was a bit wet behind the ears, you know? Yeah, but you're, you know, all of us are like that some days. You just hope that uh, it doesn't matter about the conditions that yeah. you'll be able to go and take a photograph. And sometimes but you know what? I learned too keen. <laughs> I learned more about that dive than probably any other dive. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I, quest- I question whether or not I should have <laughs> let it go ahead. <laughs> well, well, we'll move on f- swiftly. Please. So there is an exhibition. Yes. Yes. What's the exhibition about? So Brian Stone started this off a good few years ago. Is it maybe the sixth or seventh time this has happened? Okay. And it is not a competition. This is asking all the uh, diving community who take photographs, no matter what level they're at, to come along and give us an image. And it will be printed and framed. And it will be on display at the show. And then when the show is over... It's packed up and it's a kind of a mobile exhibition and it travels around the country. So people are asked to kind of suggest places in their local community mm-hmm. where these pictures could go up, like libraries or community sure. centers or, or really anywhere. It could be in a business as well, in a lobby or something. Yeah. It doesn't take a huge amount of space or anything, but it really showcases Irish nature and above and below and near the sea uh, and, and obviously photography and um it's really, really nice. Derek Bolton this year has taken over because Brian has a has a dodgy hip or something, and he's kind of taken up the mantle to help Brian Fair out pitch, and do all the hard work and lifting. So, I'm really looking forward to this. It's not. It's it's you know, it, it, there was a time when you didn't have this exhibition at all, mm-hmm. and now it's like you really miss it if it's not there. It's it's. I love it because the photographs will travel for a year. So I'm I submitted a few. 
uh, and I won't see those pictures again for a year. So the next time yeah. you go to a dive show, you are giving your new images for that year and you're collecting your old ones, ah, which are, cool. it's like a present arriving in the post, yeah. a, you know, a year later. I that's love cool. it. I love the feeling of getting it brings back memories of, back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And there's some raffles then on the dive show. Is there, there's a, one I have my eye on as a dry suit because I'd love one. A new right. One. Yeah. So I have to be very careful here because there's a lot of raffles. Okay. So the first raffle is, uh, we'll talk about is the 03 uh, mm -hmm. raffle. They're, they're offering up a dry suit. So those tickets are on sale. It's a 10 euros a ticket. 10 euros. Uh, okay. and I'm going to buy 100 of them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a very good prize. You know, the 03 dry suit uh, is very good quality. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't remember the exact amount, but it's over 1,000 euros anyway uh, for the dry suit. So it's well worth a ticket. And you can, you can get those uh, either before the show or, or, or at the show. Okay. Um, I can't get them after, no? Uh, <laughs> oh, funny. <laughs> uh, then there is the clubs themselves, both yep. Atlantic and Limerick, Atlantic Dive Club and Limerick Sabaco Club are putting together a bunch of prizes. Uh, Frank and Teresa are actually um, uh, working on that. Mostly Teresa now. Mm -hmm. Frank would a bit help uh, uh, putting putting together that, that raffle and they'll be selling those tickets on Saturday and Sunday. So the first Raffle will be over Saturday night. It's going to be drawn on Saturday night for the 03 dry cool. suit. The club's raffle will run till Sunday evening. So you can pick up uh, a ticket for that all weekend. I actually have uh, one of my prints in the raffle for someone to win. I so heard that. It's a picture from my latest trip to the Dolomites in Italy. Yeah. So. yeah. And that was the yeah. person who, who, yeah, will love that. Like that'll yeah. be a phenomenal win of a prize. So we yeah. appreciate you donating that as oh, well. No problem. And then we have Roots Red Sea. So they did this uh, last year in Nina as well. They are offering up a free ticket. So if you enter, if you pay for a ticket to get into the dive show, yep. you'll be given a Roots Red Sea raffle ticket. Mm -hmm. And how you activate that ticket is by going and visiting and talking to the Roots Red Sea people at their stand, which is a very nice idea mm -hmm. to get to meet all the community. So, so what can you win with this? With this, you can win a dive holiday. Go away. Yeah. To anywhere or just... No, to Red Sea, to, to Roots Red Sea. I've never um, been. Place, yeah, yeah. And you've been to the Red Sea, haven't you? I've been to the Red Sea, yeah. I haven't been to Roots Red Sea now. Okay. They have a they have a um, a place there. I don't have any details. You're going to catch me out now. <laughs> uh, you'll have to learn more about that at the dive show by going to their stand. I will do. And they'll tell do. you all about it. And then the last entry raffle that I know about, there could be more. And if okay. there are more, please... Send me a message uh, via email or Facebook. But it's going to be raffles everywhere, man. There's lots yeah. of stuff to win everywhere. Well, this is another good uh, raffle that happens every year at the dive show. Okay. Uh, Shane Gray and oh, Scuba yeah. Dive West. Yeah. So Shane Gray does diving and walking holidays in El Hierro. And he is offering up another free ticket for all you got to do is go to the stand. And uh, last year, Ronnie Hurley drew the winning ticket. That's right. For, for that prize. And it was another dive holiday for El Hierro. So fantastic and fantastic chance. Yeah. Like, and all you got to do is come to the show. That's awesome. I'm really excited about this show. No, I really can't wait. And thank you very much for coming on the podcast and uh, giving me a better insight to what's actually going to happen and what's going to go on. Like, you know, so one question I'm going to put to you, who is going to be your favorite talker that you want to go see? Oh man, you put me on the spot. They're all my, like a lot of them are all my friends. I know, but you can only pick one. I can only pick one. Oh man. Yeah. Every one of the photography people I want to go see. That's cheating. You can only pick <laughs> one. Again, one person. Uh, 
no, I can't do that. You can? You're bad. I don't know now. That's unfair. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I want to see Kenneth Sullivan again because I'm actually, I'm astounded by what he actually can talk about and what he, his message and what his message to the world is. So I love listening to Ken. So. I have one for you here. Okay. Because this will be completely neutral. Andrew Ryan, he's not part of our diving community uh, mm-hmm. as such, but he's given a talk previously and it's the revenue. And it's about, what? I know, yeah, isn't this interesting? You think, oh, what, the revenue is coming? Most people run from the revenue. <laughs> yeah, but he's giving a very interesting talk about customs and drugs. Oh, yeah. And he now has, it's getting interesting. He has some really, really interesting stories that are very related to the sea uh, and diving and, and, and that sort of thing. So cool. uh, it's a surprise and it's interesting. Cool, so. cool, cool. I look forward to that. One more question, actually, I'm going to ask you. When was your first ever dive show? I bet you I've been to one before you. I bet you you're right. Yeah. Well, what year was your first dive show? I only started diving in 2006. So was it before that? It was. Yeah. My first dive show was in 1990 in Waterford. No way. Yeah. Yeah. As a child. Yeah. What do you remember about it? Uh, Playing. <laughs> <laughs> my father dragged me along. So, yeah. As yeah. If anyone doesn't know my father, I've scuba diver since 1982. So we got dragged around the country all the time. Up to Ackle Island, over here, over there. And yeah. Used to love it. You probably don't remember whether or not you had to pay to get in, but just no. to make that important point, that kids under sixteen, accompanied Ooh. by uh, a paying adult, no are, wonder my are, father brought me so in for free. Pay for me, yeah. So it's a two days where you can just plop them in front of a speaker and go away and leave there them there. You go. It's no, f- free child crash. Yeah, no, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mike, thank you very much for coming on the Irish Photography Podcast. And uh, yeah, I'm going to see you in a few weeks at the dive show. Great, man. Thanks a lot. Hey, Are you tired of running out of power at that crucial moment? Do you need to charge two batteries simultaneously or charge on the go while in your car? The award winning Pro Cube 2 from Hanel has got you covered. Available for Canon, Nikon, Sony, and Panasonic. Visit hanel.ie. And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the first part of the podcast. That was very, very entertaining. I had such a great time chatting, 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 chatting with Mike Ort. Uh, what do you think of that, Darren? It was really good. I'm even more excited now than I was before. So yeah, roll on the dive show. And uh, hopefully we see many people that are listening to the podcast too. Because of the podcast, they decided yeah. to go to it. But no, it really, it would be great to go and... Uh, experience it so i can't wait too to be able to talk to some of those people and interview them on the podcast too it's going to be really good and it's funny because mike was saying on his they're going the lads from the irish photography podcasts are going to be there so you can meet and greet the guys as they're going as if we're celebrities and they're going what are we going to do signing autographs and all that so it's very funny like you know no thanks <laughs> i'll give you my autograph darren it's okay all right, I'm, okay i'm getting bigger you know so yeah yeah you might give me yours as well all you? right yeah no bother what's your handwriting like uh, like a doctor, I sign my name so often over the years. You just don't even know what it means. Yeah, stage. pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the second half of this topic of the dive show, what we're going to do is we're going to concentrate on one of the guest speakers, and his name is Nigel Miter. Okay, now Nigel is from Malahide in Dublin, and he is just simply a wonderful, wonderful diver. He's been diving since 1984. And he's been into photog- underwater photography very, very shortly after that. And he's traveled the world, the length and breadth of the world to explore the underwater world uh, so far as to go 
to um what's the name of that place in Norway? It's North Norway. It's called Oh man. Darn, you, do you know the way I couldn't pronounce oh, yeah. Japanese Chinese words? Yeah, are you gonna butcher this well, one? We've ventured into Norwegian words <laughs> now, okay? And there's there's letters in Norwegian names that shouldn't be there, right? And the Irish get a bit of a a, a bit of a bad name for pronouncing names that that they shouldn't be like, you know, like Sive and and you know, you get the idea. Or Owen that spells E-O-G-H-A-N, like, you know. So this word, this place is called, it's called Skvervoi, Skvervoi, Skvervoi. Yeah, okay, it's S-K-J-E-R-V-O with that weird apostrophe going through the O, Y. Is that Skvervoi? No? That's Skvervoi. Much probably better than I. Yes, I would say so. I just know it's somewhere north anyway. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, settled somewhere further north. Actually, it's it's a bit further north than the Lofoten Islands. So if where we were in... Oh, sorry, we can't talk about that, can we, Darren? Oh, no, we're not allowed to talk about the Norway trip, but go on, we'll allow it just okay. one more time, yeah. So we, I went on this trip to a certain place in, I don't know, somewhere up north. <laughs> and if you... Go around the coast, up around the corner, and up another couple of miles, and just venture around like a dog, re- dog, l- dog leg right. It's a, that's a golf acronym, you know. Do you ever, do you ever play golf? No. It's a, as this. I agree with this, the cliche phrase. Yeah, d- dog leg right. Yeah, that's it. So it comes up <laughs> in and around, you know. So uh, it's just like all these fjords inside there. So he gets to photograph all these orcas and everything like that. And some of the pictures that he got from there, like he was saying that it was much harder than he thought it would be. The, the whales were spread out over an enormous area. So their daily boat journeys were often like 200 kilometers or more. And when they did find them, getting into the water with them was really challenging. Like he was saying, that it's really, really cold. The scenery is absolutely beautiful and the whales were such an amazing animals to see. So like he's actually after going home and he's after downloading a serious, serious thousands upon thousands of images. So I, one kind of thing I'd like to say is I'd be so excited to look through the images, but if you've got thousands and thousands of you, you just kind of get whale fatigue. You know, you kind of get, kind of get sick of looking at them at certain times. But once you see that one or two bangers that you have, and he got one or two bangers, he, he's, he's elected, you know? Well, hang on now, right? I would kind of see in one way what you're coming from in regards to the loads of images. But if you go take photographs by the sea and seascape, you're taking photograph mm. after photograph after photograph after photograph after photograph. And when you're reviewing them afterwards is when you see the shapes that you've captured in the water, the waves that have come in that have complemented the scene that made it a good seascape photograph. But you have to go through lots of those to be able to get it if you're going to yeah. wildlife you look at the guys that are going constantly out to, to photograph birds they're taking loads and loads and loads too so when he's under the water you can imagine how he's going to take thousands because if you've got yeah. fish moving in a different way one different direction there's a feeding frenzy going on in certain photographs that i've seen you're going to be like as quick as you can go yeah do you know what i mean Leave it rip like. How fast could you get actually oh, yeah, from a shutter definitely. speed under the water? Exact same as above water. It depends though if you're using strobes. 
And we'll come on to strobes because that's uh, coming up in a while later in the show. Mm, but okay. yeah, it depends on the recycle time of your strobe then as well. So if you're not using strobe, it's the same as on land. You know, if your focus system's good enough and you're shot and you have a high frame rate in your camera. So I think Nigel's shooting on a D850, a Nikon D850, which is a fabulous yes. camera. One of the best DSLRs on the market For a Nikon, that you can yeah. get. I mean, for, for a Nikon, <laughs> very true. But like, I would love to have that camera. I think it's just, it, it it's a beast of a thing. Heavy, but really, really good. And I'd say you'd find it hard to break it. So that camera, what's one a second? We need to find out the frames for a second for a Nikon D850. So uh, Nikon. I'm going to guess 14. D8. 14. I, okay, I haven't typed in yet now, right? Uh, I reckon, I reckon nine. Okay. Frames per second. All right. Seven. What? Seven. Yeah. That's what it says here. Despite its monumental resolution, the D850 is capable of an outstandingly fast capture rate of seven frames per second or nine frames per second with the optional battery grip. Yeah. So I was half right and you were half wrong. No, you're full wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that's unreal. Seven. Yeah. And if you have the battery grip, you've got nine. Uh, but yeah, fabulous camera. Like it's got, it's a massive resolution camera. I think it's like 46 megapixels or something like that. So great camera. So, so if he's shooting with those, go on. So if he's shooting with those right under and he's taking, surely the light is going to be the factor in regards to how fast the shutter speed you can get. So if you're 10 meters down or 15 meters down, it's going to make a big difference, isn't it? Yeah, sure. You're losing light the further you go down, sure, and you're losing your colours then. So, like the first colour you lose is red, then orange, green, or no, not green, um, yellow, green, it? blue, like, yellow, green, blue. That's it. You know, as you go down, like so. After five meters, you start losing red. After ten meters, you start losing orange. You know, so after ten meters, that's you're literally pissing in the wind unless you've got strobes to a certain degree. Unless you have. Uh, ver- no, you're still going to get a bluey image, but it suits some of the images. Like so, like if you're shooting a whale, a sperm whale, or uh, a giant whale, like you're going to be shooting with natural light if you can, right? Because it kind of suits the scene, it suits the image. Uh, but if you have strobes, great. But the the mammal is so big, and so it's the strobe isn't going to cover the whole area of the bloody whale anyway. You know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, I think you most most photographers with shooting whales, I think shoot natural light, but I stand to be corrected there. But like even so, when you're there, right, and, and you're going to the areas, like some of the photographs he's taken are incredible. And when you sent me on the details mm. with earlier, I was like, going, wow, okay. I'm not an underwater photographer, but you can see straight away there that number one, there's a fantastic element of photography because there's great lighting on some of the images that are there. You've also got mm. the, what do you call it, an up and down or an over and under shot? Oh, split shot. Split yeah. shot. Well, up, yeah. And I call them split shots. Anyway. There was one photograph that I saw there, which was a crocodile. And you say about being the whale oh. and not being close up with the strobe light. How close was he to that crocodile? And it's also lit as well okay. underneath. And he's halfway on the screen. And you yeah. can see his eye above the water. And it's like, <laughs> what the... How okay? You must be in a hide or something like that because you're dinner, man. And like, how I, I just don't understand no. why a crocodile wouldn't have gone anywhere near him. You know, I mean, to put yourself in that position, I went, 
Okay, yeah, this is an interesting photographer, man. This isn't just your ordinary underwater photographer. This is somebody who goes, no, no, I no. want to get a good shot and I want to get it. And, he, and he's from Malahide. Yeah. Now, let's backpedal a small bit on, on how he got this photograph and where it is, because he certainly didn't get it in Malahide. <laughs> no. He didn't get it in Ireland. Okay, so Nigel uh, flew over to Cuba and he did a bit of a bit of a trip over there uh, some time ago and he shared this picture on Instagram. Now, I've never met Nigel. I'm sure he's a lovely man, but like I've been following his work for a long, long time. And he posted this picture of this crocodile back in February and uh, February 2019 for that. Uh, so that would have been over a year ago. And I saw this image and it's like, holy smokes, that's that's unreal. So I replied on the, the Instagram page uh, from the Irish Photography Podcast. I was like, is it okay to share? It's like, absolutely. And I was just like astounded by all this work that he's doing. And then at first as I thought like you, yeah, he must have been in a hide, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I started exploring a bit more. And no, he was not in a bloody hide. He's actually in the water. Unreal. With a load of crocodiles, not just one. So I forward you on a picture message there and there's two crocodiles and there's two divers then in the picture with them and they don't have no air or nothing. They're just free diving with their cameras and their strobes and it's simply terrifying. Darren, I know everyone thinks me as a bit mad in the head and I, do, I, I go above and beyond the times, but... I draw the bloody line of <laughs> crocodiles, no way, shape, or form. Am I getting in the water with cro Look at their teeth. Look at their teeth. If that goes around <laughs> your leg or your man. arm, you're, uh, there you go. The freaking dinosaurs. They're hungry things, and I don't want to be their Chinese food. You know, I just, no, I'll, I'll appreciate Nigel's pictures. They're unbelievable. But no way am I getting in the water because I'm not getting for dinner <laughs> <laughs> no thanks for that one how about the shark you wouldn't go near the shark no. either no i it depends on what shark okay would you go on a hammerhead <laughs> it really does <laughs> not a hope they're dangerous man would you go with a bull shark they're the, they're one of the most uh, no he they are the most dangerous no they're not they're the third no, most I wouldn't dangerous get in. i thought the bull shark was the most no. dangerous no i could What's be the second most dangerous wrong, so. do you think i don't know tiger shark is it all right? So, what okay. would you think so the what's most, the most dangerous? dangerous? It's not the great white, it is based on the amount of attacks, I believe. Is I it? I believe so. All right, I'll tell you a quick story about a friend of mine right. and a great white. So, he was uh on a holiday in South Africa, right in Cape Town, and they're doing these boat trips. And he, he's not a scuba diver, he, he, he's qualified, but he doesn't do much. He does one of these paddy courses, kind of, kind of a crash course on how to scuba dive, you know, yeah, and um. So he got, uh, he did a cage dive for great whites. And he's there going, yeah, feck it, I'll do it. It's unbelievable. So he's seen a sign on the boat. Divers must wash their own wetsuits after every use. <laughs> and he was looking at the sign going, what the fuck? What the hell? Why do you have to wash your suit after every <laughs> dive or whatever? So <laughs> he got into the cage anyway. And next thing, <laughs> lo and behold, he went into the water and great whites came up and they were up at the cage and he said he understood why after that because he actually physically shot himself Unreal. in the wetsuit he actually pooped himself uh, because he 
just couldn't get over. Like you see them on TV, they're big mammals, they're huge, whatever. But when you see it in real life and it's coming up close to you, even though you're in a cage, you're safe, you're protected. He still, he, he, he started panicking. He started breathing really, really fast. He thought he was going to eat him even though he couldn't. And like, yeah, he shot himself. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, and he wasn't the only one. Yeah, exactly. And I'd say it must happen a lot because that's facing people's fears. You know, it goes swim with great whites and I mean, okay, you're in a cage, but like that whole fear of great whites, has not not just come from the movie Jaws, really? I'd never seen that film actually. Do what? You know that? Never seen they it. They made three of them. Yeah. Did they? I think so. They might have made a couple right. more afterwards as well. I'm not quite sure, but I know they made three. One of them was in 3D, Jaws 3D. It was a flap. Oh, Jesus. Probably before your yeah. time. I'd say so. Do you see Megla Megalodon? Do you see that one? The new one with no. uh, Jason Statham? No. It was cheesy, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, back to the thing at point yeah. at hand here, right? So from yeah, an underwater yeah. point of view, I think there's phenomenal skill, as you know, needed in yes. regards to take a photograph. And then to be in an area like that amongst those animals and to stay calm, but then you see about, you know, you yeah. mentioned about to go photograph the orcas, 200 mm -hmm. kilometers on a boat. Yeah, it's far, far distance between each kind of area where you dive. And like you're not guaranteed your photographs then either. You got to get in the water and you might need the orcas mightn't be up to, OK, we don't want to hang out with this guy. And they just kind of swim away, you know, so. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he has captured over there because I haven't seen too much. I've only seen a few bits and bobs. He's, I think he's teasing us online. But do you know what? So, and I think he's going to have... I think, right? Yeah. If you were to go on a trip like that, you'd have to go and spend around two months with John Myler before you go there because you'd need to understand patience and to be calm when something would happen, which I don't think you'd be able to do because you'd be going for 200 oh. kilometers going, are they there oh. yet? Are they there yet? Where are they? Where are they? Hang on. This often. This often. Okay. Can't believe it. This often. And then all of a sudden you go, okay, I, we're suiting up, we're suiting up, we're going to get in, we're going to get in, we're going to get in, get in bang, i got to get it right because you'd be so excited. Whereas he's just like, okay, you have to be calm. Zen. You know? I am very calm person. I know you're a very calm person, but you get very excited too. No, don't. <laughs> Drink some more monster there, will you? Yeah, I'm actually gasping. <laughs> but no, um, I would love to do that trip. I really would. Um, they were, like when, when they were up there doing that trip he was with nick i think for that trip and i was in norway at the same time mm. so like nick was asking me he's like do you fancy coming north do you know coming up to meet up for a bit i would have loved it but i was only in uh Lofoten for like four or five days so i couldn't make the trip up either you know but it's on the cards it's definitely one for the future so the image there that you showed me as well of the orcas jumping over the water is that one that was mm. taken at the same time you were there on that trip yeah okay so yeah hopefully then as you say he's teasing online so that when it goes to mm. the show he's going to reveal a lot more about how that happened what they did to get there the whole story behind it because that's an incredible trip yeah yeah I'm really looking forward to it genuinely and we'll talk about one more image from him now because there is a, a picture that i sent you also with uh fungi the dolphin and yes if you've been like thomas eaton if you've been living under a rock Mm -hmm. uh, get out from Manorid because Fungi is more famous than Thomas Heaton and every other landscape photographer or any other photographer in the world. Fungi is the most famous dolphin in the world. He's lived in, uh, was in Kerry? That's where he's from, isn't it? Dingle. <laughs> 
for yeah, she's my I got a brain fart there for a second. Wow. You know, he's been there for God knows how long, you know. So I like I got to see him as a child. <laughs> Are you making fun of me, Spoonie? Of course I am, yeah. Where is he? Uh Dingle. What you weigh over that? He's the most famous outfit in the world and you don't know where he's from. I just got a brain fart. <laughs> yeah. But but go on anyway, back to the photograph of Fungi. Yeah. Yeah, but it like, was a lovely for <laughs> Oh, it is up in uh, the lobster pot in uh, Ballybotton. Yeah. Um, well, no, but that, that, that picture that I sent you is actually Nigel himself diving with Fungi. Yeah, and it's it was a picture taken by Brian Scarry. And like he's he was working on a shoot for uh, National Geographic, you know. So it's, he's in very, very good company in what he does and who he keeps around him all the time. So Nigel, he's, he's a great photographer and I can't wait to hear him talk about his journey as a photographer since 1984. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. And we'll get to meet him as well at the show. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so guys, that's it for this part of the show about Nigel. And we're going to be right back in two minutes. And we're going to be bringing back the VSP. Today's episode is sponsored by BG Landscape Tours. Bernard leads photo tours and workshops north as far as Lofoten Islands, Senje, Faroe Islands, Iceland, Scotland, and as far south to the Italian Dolomites, Tenerife, Namibia, and Botswana, and not forgetting our own beautiful homeland of Ireland. Find out more at www.bglandscapetours.ie. And you're very welcome back to the Irish Photography Podcast. And we're on to our last piece, last part of the Dive Show special. So we're going to talk about my aspirations and my thoughts on the CFT Vincent O'Brien Memorial Photography Competition. And there's a few aspects to this competition. So what they actually have is they have a portfolio panel for an advanced and non-advanced photographers. And also they have... Bear with me. Uh, a macro section. They have a wide angle section, split shot section, and foreign water image section. And they have two other video awards. So there's one going for a foreign video and one for an Irish video. So I think I have entered all of it <laughs> in every way, shape, and form. I have something in. Oh, there's one then for uh, conservation. So what mankind has done to help conservation are, are being a detriment to it. You know, so it's to uh, highlight the fact of what we're doing in Irish waters. Brilliant. Um, I didn't enter that because I had nothing to enter into it. I actually kind of try, tried to cheat and I put in an image of a load of waves hitting the rocks and, oh, look, sea erosion. <laughs> 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 I even got back to me. Dear man, I don't think you read the brief properly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. There's a chance in my arm. <laughs> so hang on. You, you got this contest coming up. You've got an, an entry in all of the sections. Yeah, yeah. At least one entry in all of them, bar the conservation. Okay. And you sent me a, a looks at the images that you sent through. You've got mm. a panel of images. Yeah, so my portfolio panel, that's the one that I kind of covet. That's the one I, I'd, I'd like to push to kind of win because I won the non-advanced last year. And so I guess automatically bumped up to the advanced section. And that's the one that I was kind of pushing for. Now, 
I'd be lying if I didn't say, if I said I had a solid year uh, scuba diving wise, I didn't, I didn't get as many dives as I wish. So my panel should be stronger if I was diving a bit more, but unfortunately I wasn't. Um, but look, it is what it is. And I put in the strongest possible panel that I could. So like I have my shot of a, a jellyfish. I have a shot of a diver in a cave. I actually have a selfie of myself, but I'm actually, I free flowed my regulator. So my whole face bar one eye is visible but it's a really cool image it's so a brilliant shot. air bubbles and then i have a shot of a uh, blenny uh, which is a fish and then we have a scorpion fish and it's funny about that scorpion fish right it's because that's the fish that i withheld from one of my vlogs if so if you watched the osmo pocket review video <clears throat> where i went diving with mike and yes. i was like i was like and i said at the start of the video we're looking for a scorpion fish is what i said and they're my favorite photograph i think they're lovely and uh, lo and behold, we did. We found a scorpion fish and the picture came out top trumps and it was awesome. So I didn't put it in the vlog for that reason is to enter in the competition. And lo and behold, the competition is here. So we're going to see if if uh, this fish gets me over the hump, you know. And I have one other image then of a nudie branch, a pancake. Nudie branch is what I call him. Uh, so he looks really cute and stuff like that. Question for you. So it was the non-advanced last year. Yeah. And now this year you're automatically bumped up to the, the advanced. Yeah. Where's the normal level? Like, if you're not advanced, you pass up your your good, like, and then you move to advanced. Yeah, I've no idea. <laughs> there's only two there's, sections, Darren. No, Don't be making a mockery no of this. For good, you just got to go advanced. <laughs> <laughs> advanced. You know, so Joe Fitzgibbon was uh, in the non-advanced last year as well, and he got bumped up as well. Like, he's a very good photographer. And if I, I'd be lying. My money is actually on Joe Fitzgibbon to win the portfolio panel because I've seen some of the images on the Facebook page already, and his panel is exquisite. It is really, really good. So if Joe wins, I should, I should actually go to the bookies. I think, imagine if we could get odds in this. I think, would we? No, we wouldn't. Paddy Power would be like, who the hell is what? What? <laughs> yeah. The watch show? <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think Joe Fitzgibbon, I, my money is on him to win it, you know, but that that is the one award that I would like to go for. And if I don't win it this year, that's fine. It's no problem. I just entering the competition and the experience of it is, I love it. I think it's great. And I think if you're ever hesitant to enter any competition, I discourage you, just enter it. You can't win if you're not in, simply. That's, that's, that's the laws of physics, you know. So get into the competition, submit your images and put yourself out there because that's the only way you're going to get better. Well, look, you know, looking at your images, Dad, I think they're class set of images. And you mentioned about, you know, the free flow. That was quality. The diver in the cave. I was looking there going, nah, that's not his shot, man. That's something like off National Geographic. Like, And I was like, oh, hang on a second. It is because it's exquisite. Uh, Thank you. And, and as you say, you know, in regards to the fish, and I was wondering what that last one was, and that's the nudie branch, and that's the one the size of your yeah. thumbnail. So you got to get yeah fingernail, baby fingernail. That thing is tiny. Yeah, it's class. It's class. Best yeah. of luck in the contest, man. You know, I think. Uh, Thank you. We, uh, yeah, we'll be there. Will we be there on the day that you're going to be crowned the winner? I hope so. At five p.m. is when the awards are on. So yeah, we'll okay. uh, we'll venture down to the photography room, you and I. And we'll see what happens. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Best of luck in any of Yeah, I'd be delighted with anything, genuinely. You know, but yeah, I want the portfolio panel. That's the one I want. <laughs> 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 yeah. So 
Right, let's move on to, we actually have a VSP this week, guys. And VSP, believe it or not, is underwater photography related. <laughs> Go ahead. So, yes, it actually is. So what it is, it's called the Inon, or Enon Z240 underwater strobe. Okay. So this is just like you have above water. You have your Canon flashes, your speed lights, or whatever. And this is basically one of those that goes underwater and enables you to use flash photography underwater, which is my biggest learning curve since I started photography. It didn't take me long to do, to not master it, but understand it above water and use it to my advantage to a nice degree. But since I got into underwater, it's baffled me more and more and more on how to use it uh, intelligently and properly. But this is this thing is going to totally change your photography especially if you're uh like it is expensive to get into underwater photography anything to do with underwater is expensive but a lot of photographers underwater photographers will use natural light or, or, or uh, torches to light their subject matter because simply because flashes are so expensive for underwater but if you just get one of these things you, you you're sorted like the z240 it's it's Einon's flagship model light right uh, it's for professionals with demanding high performance lighting with modern digital camera systems and you could use them for film cameras also if that's in your niche so the two the z240 provides a high performance and innovative features with a versatile package in about one half the size of conventional strobes so they're not too big they're nice petite size and you can stick them onto your arms and they can fire uh, via fiber optic cables or you can use your dual uh, five pin cables also and they're actually quite light so you're you're sorted you know tell me this so you're using a flash under the water yeah i imagine it's very similar to using a flash in the fog you know what now you're actually not too far off because hmm. it, it the fog will uh, drastically reduce the, the throw of your light. Mm -hmm. It's going to absorb it all up. So the, the water does the exact same thing, especially murky water. Mm -hmm. the, wa the, the, the distance of the light is not going to try. Like the guide number for these strobes underwater is like uh, 13 only. Do you know that that like a strobe okay. above water would kind of get 60 meters. Meters. Sorry, I should have said meters. Sorry. Right, okay. Uh, meters. 30 meters above water, you're going to get a young new or a Canon 600 EXRT. You're going to get 60 meters. So you're only getting like, oh, Jesus, less than a fifth of what you're getting above land. Or a hand flash to underwater. Don't the Modus 360s. Yeah, unbelievable flash. Mm. Fantastic stuff. You know, so like, you're right. Flash uh, with fog underwater, it's quite similar, but. It's just a totally different ball game on the density of water and how you use it underwater. So a flash is better underwater than a continuous light or is a continuous light better than a flash underwater? Or does it depend on the murkiness of the water or does it depend on what you're photographing within the water? We could talk about a full podcast about this and, and I'm not trying to throw you off or whatever like that. If you're shooting macro, you're going to want to be using strobes or even not our continuous light. It doesn't really matter as long as your subject matter can be lit properly. Uh, it all depends on depth, how deep you go, because the deeper you go, the less light you're going to get. 
And with your strobes, then you're introducing color. So that's what you're doing. You're kind of trying to throw light and color into the scene to make it that more appealing to your viewers. So you're sending a full spectrum of light across the strobe or the continuous light, because as you said earlier, the deeper you go, you start losing the colors, particularly in the same color as the mm -hmm. rainbow, yeah? Because it's yeah. coming down under the water. So then you're introducing the strobe. Something so similar. does that mean then with this VSP, it's so good because it gives such a natural flash and that it allows you to be able to light your subject without having to mess around too much compared to others? Or is it just the actual idea? Uh, it's just getting the flash under the water. Like there's not going to be too much of the difference between the ion and the light strobes or CNC strobes. They're all kind of, they're all flashes at the end of the day, but it's the compact size and, and the, the performance of the flash that's going to make it better than some mm, other lights, you mm, know? Mm. Now, I <coughs> excuse me, I've never used an light strobe. This is the only strobe that I've ever used. And I've got this because my peers have told me to go get this. Yes. They all have them. And there's different ones. There's a type one, two and one, two, three, and four. And the type four is the most recent one and the most expensive one. And there's actually, it's been succeeded already because they're after bringing out a Z330 now, which is slightly more expensive, just has a bit more power as far as I'm aware of. Uh, the price of this darn is going to kill you just for one of them. <clears throat> Put down your drink there before you spit it out. And I'll tell you the price of this thing. <clears throat> so it is 600 pounds sterling for one of them. Yeah, but you know, okay, that is very, very expensive. But at the same point, it's photography and it's underwater. So it's after ticking two boxes yes. there on the price index scale of expensive. Yeah. But then I wasn't happy at one. I wanted two. Of course. <laughs> so you, you got to double that up, right? So that's £1,200 sterling. And then not only that, you, you need a cable to fire these oh, off. Oh, here we go. It's another thing so, again though with a cable. Go on. Much of this cable. Yeah, so three you, grand. So you have to buy the cable. Oh, three grand. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're going to need the cable to fire these off. So they, I actually bought my cable secondhand. I got delivered to my door uh, on, a, on the Underwater Photography Facebook page. I got it for 180 euros delivered to my door for the cable just to fire the flash. Secondhand fiber optic. No, not fiber optic, dual uh, cable. It's the five pin connector. All right. How much is the fiber optic one? Fiber optic ones are actually cheaper. My new housing, I got. I suppose they could uh, break easier though, the fiber optic one. Yeah. Yeah. They're a lot thinner. They're not as robust as the five pin connector one. Now, the fiber optic ones were 70 euros each when I bought them there a few weeks back. So 140 euros for the two of them. Don't be long adding up by this. This VSP is. Uh, how much is the VSP going to be tonight? Most expensive VSP well, ever. You could get one to start you off and then just get one fiber optic cable. And every starts, uh, teacher of photography in, in Flash <laughs> is get one and work your way up from that. And, you know. How many is the max that you can have? Uh, the max, you can have whatever you want to, Darren. How you many lumens do you get off that now? Okay, so what you're going to get, right, the dimensions are 64 by 83 by 106, and they're probably centimeters. The recycle time at full power is 1.5 seconds, so it's fast flash, enough yeah. for a full power flash, you know. There's uh, 12 manual power settings, and the color temperature at full power is 5,500 Kelvin. So if you're shooting with your white balance, you want to dial it in, get it really correct, that's your Kelvin that you're shooting with. 
uh, it's 100 degrees coverage uh, coverage with you can put on diffusers as well and you can change the color temperature with these diffusers so if you wanted more of a, a golden color you use those ones right a cooler color use them you, you get the idea and the circumference will change to 110 degrees uh, distance of the beam the guide number in the water like i said is 13 meters and the light is or the strobe is rated to 100 meters so do not go go below 100 meters i'm not i don't go past 35 is the deepest i've ever been so that doesn't really uh, matter to me they also come with focus lights on them already but they're only 180 lumens on the lights mm. so they're, they're not very strong but they're more of a focused light just so you can get nail your focus on your subject matter and they turn off themselves automatically the second you press the shutter and the, f the strobes flash so they're not interfering with your image in any way shape so hang on a second so there's a secondary light now with this which is yes and is that continuous light continuous light okay. yeah so that's a, 180 okay hang on a sec so it's worth the 600 bucks so because it gives you continuous mm. low light because that's what i was wondering yes. was the next statement is that you have to have another light to be able to light up what you want to be able to see whereas you have that now built into it. Mm. Ah, sure, it's a yeah, steal yeah. at 600 bucks, man. It's a st steal there you go. And now, now you're getting places. So, yeah, I mean, of course, now it's so cheap, you got to get two. And you can change the color of the light, uh, which I thought was brilliant because the there's this kind of little circular screw that you s screw onto the front of it, and you can change the light from a uh, normal kind of white light to a red light. So if you're photographing a conger eel, uh -huh. right, they don't like bright light. So if you change it to this kind of red soft light, it's, you can still get your focus on the fish or the eel when it comes out and the, it's not going to take your hand off then as well. So it's going to come out bit by bit by bit and it's not going to jump back into its little cave. So, yeah. As George Chuck would say, back up the truck. What do you mean come the out truck. and take your hand off? Oh, Genie Mac. The, and it's funny you say that because myself and Mike were photographing this conger eel before and... We were just waiting for him to come out and we were kind of like we were, we were on his terms and he was over to the left and i was to the right and i was trying to photograph it the next minute he came out he came out and mike i think he took his eyes off the ball the conger eel actually went for mike huh? his finger and the camera yeah and their teeth kind of go backwards as in a serrated knife so if they do grab onto you the worst thing you can do is pull back because then it rips it even more so you're better off just leaving your hand in his mouth <laughs> Yeah, but he won't like to taste you, so he'll spit you out. Yeah, but he's going to pull. That's what I've been he's told. Gonna pull you back, like so. You have to go with him into the tiny hole but in the rock. Yeah, but just just leave him. Just leave him off. He's grand. He's a nice guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Come here, well, I'm really excited to learn more about the underwater world. Yeah. No, because this conversation tonight, and you know, even yeah. with that, from a photography point of view as well. I mean, look. So yeah, you know, like who hasn't watched a program? Were you looking at something under the earth or under the water, like Planet Earth or, you know, National Geographic? Or I remember Jacques Cousteau from the diving point of view. Mm -hmm. I remember watching those. And then I was seeing all these guys and, you know, you got Shark Week now that's on Discovery. And people look at on the underwater and go, geez, that's amazing. But when you think about how much of the ocean has actually been explored, it's quite a small amount. Yeah. There's so much more unexplored. And like you say there, okay, you've gone down to 35 meters and this thing is used to 100 meters. Any lower than 100 meters, you have to go into some sort of submersible, I imagine, to be able to look around safely for a long period of time. But like you look at guys that work on the oil rigs 
and they got to go out and mm. they got to fix that in severe conditions and go down. The ocean is somewhere that is more volatile than what's above. Yeah. And it's it's so unforgiving. And it's it's, it's so crazy because we are not supposed to be there. It's not for yeah. us. We've been given lungs to breathe air. But that's what makes it more fascinating and more exciting because you want to go see this and you want to go explore it. So I think everybody has kind of grown up watching stuff on TV about underwater. But now since we've been talking about this evening, I'm even more excited to be able to go and talk to people at the uh, the show because underwater, man, it's just, it's a whole different world. It's a whole different type of photography. Filming yeah. underwater. I remember we spoke to Duxy and Duxy was talking about in the Red Sea. And I said, you know, did you ever get the thing when you go into the middle of the fish and all of a sudden they're going around you? It's like, yeah. Like, as if, yeah, oh, yeah sure, yeah. I got a pint of milk last week. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that to me yeah, would be, oh, insane, my God, like, man. But like, that's the thing. You know, people go to this uh, great white experience, you know. And they do shit themselves because they're so scared in regards to putting themselves in a position because you go, what have I got to lose? I'm going to go swim with great whites. Because mm. they've watched it so many years. But then when you're to go with a camera underneath that to be able to film it, I wouldn't certainly be putting my hand outside going, hang on there a second, get a different uh, bit of angle there for the B-roll. Like, oh, no hell no. Hell no. So man. these guys that yeah. film this under underwater are incredible. Yeah. That, I mean, my hat goes off to these guys, like, and even Nigel with the crocodiles and everything. It's just phenomenal. And a lot of people ask me, why do I do it? Why do I scuba dive? And I always say the exact same thing every time. I was like, this is going to sound like a cliche, but it's a whole different world down there. And no one can ring me. I don't get notifications on Facebook. I don't get notifications on Instagram when I'm under that water. And when I'm under that water for a, for that dive for an hour or so, whatever, I'm free and no one can bother me. And I don't think about what I have to do tomorrow. I don't think about what happened to me yesterday in a bad way in any way, shape or form. It's just me and the world of the ocean. And it's just, oh, this sounds so cheesy. It sets me free. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> but no, I can I can see it and you're dead right. Forget about the cheesiness of it, you know. Everybody has something that they should do to enjoy to give them a release from reality. And you get that opportunity. You say it's important. We've discussed it before and I've said it in a video about peace and quiet. Nobody's going to disturb you down there because no 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 okay, there's no signal. But who would you want somebody in your ear going, uh, did you get that there? Is that time is that gonna be dropped over at? You want to concentrate on what you're doing because <laughs> You and your buddy, yeah. you're looking out for each other. You're not responsible for you. You're responsible for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, that's the key point, I think, is because you're not thinking just about you at that point. You're thinking about the other person that you're with. But moreover, you're looking what's in front of you and you're going, oh, man, look at this. Like, this, I have so many questions, so many questions. I hope I get them answered at the show, you know. You you said about mm-hmm. the congreals, like they don't like the, um, the the white light, the bright lights that come up with your red light. But you're looking at the nudie yeah. branches in the example, and you got to get pretty close to that. What happens if you scare it? Then, boom, it's gone. Uh, they, they barely move. They, they, no, they, they move like a slug, like about All right, okay. two okay. centimeters okay. in an hour. All right, okay. You know, but trying to find them is the, is the most impossible thing ever. Well, it's not impossible because I found them on my own, but that's why I stick to Mike like glue, like because. The guy's a bloody genius underwater when it comes to the photographic sense. Like he, he simply just finds 
all the best things. So like, like all my photographs, you can almost credit fucking Mike for him, you know, <laughs> he almost found nearly all of them for me. Fair play to him. Like he's probably the best dive buddy you could actually ever have. Like, and you know, and more than that, he's one of my best. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. yeah. And he's one of your best friends. And the reason why is because he's the president of the NBA. Does it, the president of what? The NBA. He's the president? Yeah. Is Adam Silver? No, he's a nudie branch association. Oh, for <laughs> feck's sake. <laughs> I was going, what the hell? Where's this going? Yeah. But yeah, like, you know, Mike is a very, very good dear, dear friend to me, like, you know, and he's he's basically taught me how to scuba dive along with my father, you know, and just, it, it's great to have that kind of support, that type of person there for me all the time. And, you know, he always answers my questions as good as he can and he'll take the mick out of me something awful as well you know he doesn't give it to me easy so but that's the way you want it really so he makes you learn things for yourself also so yeah yeah it'll be good i'm looking forward to the show i'm looking forward to meeting mike i'm looking forward to meeting a lot of the speakers as well i think it's going to be uh, a great uh, day out it will be it will be we'll leave it on a, on that note so darren thank you very much for listening to the podcast uh, to all our listeners, well, you have to. <laughs> I was only listening. Podcast, like, I just thanked you for listening. Sorry, Darren. Had no I mean, I'm having loads life. of brain okay, farts tonight. To be talking about the same show. <laughs> thanks, for the Darren, for listening tonight. <laughs> I'm just saying thanks for coming on, and you know the podcast is getting stronger and stronger, and it's because of all our hard work, basically. You know, um, and look if. Any of our listeners would like to further their experience, why don't you jump onto our Facebook group and just answer, name a host of the podcast. You can let us say Dermot or Darren and tell us a small bit about your style of photography. And also we have an Instagram page, which is Darren Manns, and he look after it and he he shares people's pictures and uh, integrates himself, not integrate, uh, engage themselves with all our listeners on there also. And if you get a chance, please jump onto iTunes, give us five stars, five stars, five stars. It really means a lot to us. Darren, thanks very much, buddy. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Before we go, actually, one quick thing. We got to number eight in the UK charts last week for Mr. Thomas Eaton. Did we? Yeah. Wow. Brilliant. Bula bus to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, uh, he was a good good guest. I'm looking forward to meeting more people as well now at the dive show. Thanks for a good topic this evening. And uh, yeah, from Cork to HQ in Limerick. Stand before. Yo. Hey guys, if you dig what you're hearing, why don't you jump over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and don't forget to share with your friends. With all that done, we'll see you next week. And remember, keep shooting.